Hello listeners, this is Matt from Uncanny Treks, and I want to take a moment to tell you about our brand new Patreon at patreon.com slash uncannytreks. On our Patreon, we offer lots of exclusive content in multiple tiers, including access to our brand new Patreon-exclusive podcast, X-Men 92 vs. Young Justice. On this podcast, we follow the same format as B5 vs. DS9, but with an entirely new focus on reliving the nostalgia of 90s X-Men animated series and comparing it to the fast-paced action of Young Justice. Both of these animated series have recently been renewed for new seasons, so we felt it was a great time to return to these two comic book-based properties. If you're interested in subscribing, please visit us at patreon.com slash uncannytreks. You can always reach out to us on Twitter at uncannytreks. Enjoy the show, and as always... Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Galaxy's Greatest Podcast about the two great 90s space station shows, Babylon 5 versus DS9. We are a part of Uncanny Treks, but tonight we're not talking about space station shows. We're instead talking about Star Trek Picard, specifically Season 2, Episode 6, 2 of 1. I am Bob in Cascadia. That is Matt in the Southland. Matt, how are you doing tonight? Doing all right, Bob. Little Spice Girls here. Two become one, Bob. Two become two one, become two of one. one. When two Oh man, we went uh, we went from my metier in the previous episode to talking about a '50s western to your metier talking about '80s and '90s pop music. That's '90s pop music, yes. But isn't the Pat Benatar thing we're getting to? That's an '80s song, yeah. Yes, it is, Bob. We'll talk about that later. Don't remind me. I'm just defending the accuracy of my saying that your metier is '80s and '90s pop. Yes, Bob. I know a lot about '80s and '90s pop. Yes, it's I accurate do. and it's relevant to what we're talking about in this episode. If there was a Jeopardy category on this subject, Bob, I would rock that shit. You would own. You would own. You would. Uh, you would use your spirit tendril to dominate it. To also yes. reference our previous episode. <laughs> yes. All right, Matt. Do you want to walk us through the a plot of Picard season two, episode six, two of one, or two become one? If you had been the one naming the episode. So in the a plot, Bob, in a one crazy night flashback, mostly bottled episode. Picard and crew and supervisor Talin try to prevent Picard's ancestor from having anxiety at an astronaut party. Indeed, indeed. And then in the B-plot, the Borg Queen's possession of Gerardi bears musical, sexy, and dramatic walking away from the camera results. Yes, and then the C-plot, Bob. Corey Soong Googles her father, Adam, and finds out that she's the last of the clones created by him. Yes, yes. So I think this is probably going to be one of our shorter Picard recaps. Would you agree with that, Matt? Yeah, I mean, it all happened kind of in one little area. Not a lot of moving forward. I cannot stand how they did this episode. What's that new word I learned that I still can't remember? You know, when they start off at the end. In media res. In media res, yes. Oh, I wouldn't... I would distinguish in media res from a flashback episode because the, the premiere, I would say, is in media res because you start in the middle of things and then you see how you got there i wouldn't say this is an in media rest i would just say it's a flashback because you you start with picard like on the doctor's table 
but then you keep flashing back then you flash to back to picard at the at the table then you flash back so i think the i think just beginning in the middle of things is a little bit different than the flashback structure does that make sense for for the listeners if you just listen to bob describe exactly what he said earlier was in media res i heard it too no, totally different. <laughs> look you're wrong on three levels here like in media res means that you like start in the middle of things and then you like the narrative just goes it doesn't flash back if you read the odyssey like i know we did in elementary school you like start in the middle of the journey and then you just keep going it doesn't fill in the stuff from before so like i probably slightly misspoke on the first picard episode because in the first picard episode you begin in media res you begin in the middle of things but if you want to get really technical it's not exactly the same as in media res because in media res is you begin in the middle of things and you just go whereas that's different from having a preview in the middle of things and then flashing back to see how you got there that those are different and that's especially different than if you're doing multiple flash forwards and flashbacks which this episode does those things are distinct okay i i believe you bob this is mostly my fault but they're distinct god damn it <laughs> yeah I agree. It's a lot like the first episode. So you had a good question. You, you it's posted not like good... the first episode. <laughs> you posed a good question, Bob. You troll. We'll, we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. All right. Let's talk about Talyn. She speaks Romulan at one point. Yeah, that was very confusing. We're not, are we supposed to understand that? I, I was afraid I'd miss something. Okay. I got this, I got this figured out, Bob. That okay. makes no okay. sense unless they teach Romulan to the supervisors on whatever planet Gary 7 came from. I mean, yeah, sure, okay. I, I, I presume they'll expl- this will be explained by subsequent developments in the show. Yes. It, it was very weird. Because remember, Gary Seven was like 6,000 years old. So, to Lynn, I'm assuming, is very old as well. But yeah, I mean, I assume that the actual answer is that the fact that uh, Supervisor to Lynn looks like Laris is not just coincidence, that there's some deeper temporal connection probably having something to do with Q before he lost his powers there and that this will be revealed in the last four episodes of the season I, I assume we'll, 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 we'll figure it out I'm sure they'll, they'll go into detail I hope, I'm hoping yeah. they put a, a CGI Gary 7 up in there though I, I, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to that I, which I guess makes me a hypocrite because I'm usually opposed to the CGI <laughs> but with something as minor as Gary 7 it just doesn't seem that big a deal um, all right, so you had, you were texting me before I watched this episode saying that you hated two things in it. I assume the first thing was Gerardi's musical number. Yeah, it's a Pat Benatar song, Bob. Do you not like Pat Benatar? It, it, it's okay, but it's just like, it was just, it was cringe because it reminded me of the musical numbers in American Horror Story. You ever seen that show? Uh, no, several of my friends deeply love it. I've never seen it. Yeah, they always slip in these musical numbers, but they change like the melody. I'm not a musician, so maybe it's something else they change. I'm just saying, it sounds different. Is the word you're looking for the arrangement? Yeah, maybe the arrangement. I don't know. It's got the same words, but it doesn't really fit the whole, like, what it's originally, yeah, yeah. originally sounds. But, I mean, if you think about what we're doing, though, we're literally watching a television show where the Borg Queen and a scientist attend an astronaut ball and sing Shadows of the Night. I mean, I agree it's pretty ridiculous, but if this is what the show is going to do, you know, it might as well do it with panache, and it might as well be a little campy. 
and it might as well have Girati do a uh, do a uh, Pat Benatar cover. A little musical ditty in the middle, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm not opposed to having a musical number in a TV show. I, I didn't dig it. It really did remind me of that American Horror Story stuff. It just I always cringe at those too. So, uh, I, like I said, I I didn't like have strong feelings about it, but I thought it I thought it was fine and a little silly. And you know what? Whatever the show might as well be a little silly, a little campy. Well, speaking of silly, Bob, let's talk about uh, what Mr. Brent Spiner does. Data's yeah, ancestor. Yeah, yeah. D- Data's ancestor does a hit and run on Picard, which I think is hilarious. I don't, I don't know why, but it just it cracks me the hell up. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I, I give you that, but I, I thought it was odd. The whole reason they were in the like alley, it reminded me of like some Batman Bruce Wayne type shit. The fastest yeah, way back to the ball is through this back alley. I'm like, the hell? Like, really? Like, these last couple episodes generally do kind of have, a, or the whole season really kind of has a Batman '66 feel in some way. I don't know, like the musical number Q being kind of, you know, being kind of like the Riddler, the kind of campiness of uh, of Data's ancestor hit and running people. I don't know. There, there is kind of a Batman '66 vibe to it all. Yeah, it really, it really does. But yeah, but we also have this romantic quadrangle. Yes. So we've got Rios, Dr. Girati, the Queen, and Dr. Ramirez. How does this romantic quadrangle make you feel, Matt? I'm just going to tell you how this works, Bob. Rios wants to be with Ramirez. I got that. Yes. Okay? Yes. Girati has a thing for Rios, but I think they're just, like, hooking up. I don't think it's, like, a you know serious thing. I've, it seems like it's a serious thing for uh, Girati, but not for Rios, would be no yeah. read of it. Yeah. The Queen wants to completely take over Girati's body, which, I mean, that's about it. She just wants, like... You know that meme that's like the now kiss meme? Yeah. Somebody did that with the board queen, uh, Rios and Girati. It was very amusing. I, I, I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. And I don't think Ramirez has a thing for anyone, so I'm just like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. She seems uh, she seems to be really not picking up what Rios is laying down. I have a feeling we're going to find out she has like a husband or something who's like an ice worker. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hope not. That's, that that would be dire. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those things. I don't see this going well for Girati, which is sad because like I feel nothing for Doctor Ramirez, positive or negative. And I like Rios, but like I I really like Girati. She's uh she's been the most entertaining character this season, and I really don't think want things to go badly for her. But I feel like in between being uh, possessed with by the Queen and catching feelings for Rios that he doesn't appear to reciprocate. I just don't feel like things are going to go well for my queen. And by my queen, I mean Girati. And so I'm kind of worried about her, to be honest. The other thing that bothered me, because there were two things that angered me, but I kind of... Yeah, I was going to ask what the... I've calmed down about this because I I went to Reddit and I went to my YouTube stuff to listen to other people's... Usually people don't go to Reddit and YouTube to calm down. That's an interesting process. Well, I... (laughs) Usually they go to Reddit and YouTube to get spun up. I just need I need people to explain things to me, Bob. That's why we have this podcast. So, <laughs> what's Ouch. the? So yeah. you're you're just saying that I'm I'm your surrogate Reddit. That's 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 all I am to you, Matt. Just a piece of meat that you uh, send your spirit tendrils at and uh, surrogate Reddit. Yes, Bob. You either confirm or deny what I need to know about these shows. So, <laughs> Picard's android body. If you take him to a medical doctor in the 21st century. How are they not going to know that it's synthetic? Um, I agree with you that, that it's weird. I think they said some stuff in the season one finale about it being a pretty close approximation of a human body. So I guess that's what you're supposed to go with. But I agree with you that it's weird. And I think the deeper problem is just that 
that whole plot about Picard getting a magical new android body at the end of season one was weird and they shouldn't have done it. Yeah, and also the dumb reason they actually take him to the clinic also bothered me because the bio bed was not the same as a doctor. But this <laughs> really... Yeah, it does kind of like, okay, a bio bed is not the same as a doctor, but a bio bed and a 25th century person with a 25th century tricorder, I, would that be better than a 21st century doctor? I tend to think it might be. Especially since it's an android body. So, yeah. They, yeah. yeah. But okay, but okay. So I go, I go to Reddit and I go, people have explained it a little bit to me and I, I think I'm okay with this, but I want you to hear out this theory and see if you think this, this makes sense. All right. In episode one at the very end when Picard is whatever happens where he's transferred in time if you remember he takes on the body of the confederation Picard so the Picard we're seeing now is actually confederation Picard I didn't pay that much attention but I thought the way they were talking about Picard's body at the end of this this episode suggested that it was the synthetic body they did, they did, which is confusing, but I kind of get it because remember, he inhabits the body of that Confederation Picard, just like all the others inhabited, like Seven of Nine. You oh, know, yeah, because like Seven's Borg implants are gone. Right. So, I, I, you see what I'm saying? So, I don't, unless everything happened the exact same way. I'm not as spun up about narrative contradictions as you or Reddit, but I would say that still doesn't make sense because then why are they talking well maybe they're just talking about the artificial heart but the way yes but the way that the way they were talking made it seem like they were talking about the entirety of the body being synthetic because like they don't doesn't rios or musketeer like literally say it's all been replaced yes and i think that was the joke though i think that was part of the joke maybe that they were saying okay but they don't they don't necessarily realize Yes. See, I, that that kind of, it, it gives me just enough to where I'm like, okay, maybe that explains why when this doctor I, I starts working it, on him. or it does. I, it just depends. Like, I don't know how much that Picard's been through as far as, you know, if he's if that's the android body as presumably well. Presumably he has the artificial heart, but presumably he doesn't have the android body, I would think. Yes. Like, it would seem like the circumstances that got Picard the android body are so specific that they wouldn't have been duplicated for the Confederation Picard. Right. So that, there was a little bit of explanation there. That that helped me out with it. I was like, okay, I can actually, maybe I can see that. Okay, I'll get it. That actually makes it worse for me, frankly. Uh, well, it helped me. It helped me. And then the other plot point, Bob, that I want to I talk about for just a second, and then we'll, we'll wrap this up. But do we really need the... Corey soon cloning plot did that have to be explained i would say yeah we do because that's the i was kind of saying this in the prior episode like that's what the soons were into before they got into androids was the genetic modification and genetic experiments so yeah i kind of think we do i mean it you know even who knows if it'll play out in a satisfying way but I, I feel like, yeah, pro- if you were going to bring in an early Dr. Soon, yeah, you did need to bring in like the genetic modification stuff. To, to caution our listeners on the side of spoilers here, I do want to talk about something. So if uh, you don't want spoilers for season three of Picard, you, know, you can stop listening right now. But I do want to mention that first contact day announcement. Spoiler warning here. The entire original Next Generation cast is going to return for Picard season three. 
does this damage the current season? I feel like it did. I mean, could they not? It, they not have waited. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't damage it t- for me in the sense that like I'm not deeply invested in the show on a plot level. But if I if I were deeply invested in the show on a plot level, would it damage it for me? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it, it annoys the hell out of me because I'm like, really, none of those characters are going to show up. Okay, I got that. That's out of the way. All right, they'll be in season three. But also, this eliminates any kind of real danger because we know Picard's going to make it. You know. Yeah, although in fairness, we always knew Picard himself was going to make it because we knew it was a three-season show. I know, but still... Eh, no, I, takes... I agree with you. It's not great. It's not great. And it's, it's especially weird because it's like almost done. It's just like four more weeks. Yeah, because they don't wait just a little while. Couldn't they have like done this before they brought discovery season four back if how they wanted to frame it and then teaser trailer as well it's just like the first season teaser teaser trailer and just like the second season teaser trailer it's just the same thing over and over again like i didn't actually watch it um because i usually don't watch i mean you're not missing any you're not missing anything it's picard talking about being old and shit and want to go on one more journey he's looking at like his old stuff and he sees his comm badge it's like that's all they ever do. I was going to say I don't remember the first season teaser, but then you said that, and I was like, oh, that literally is the first season teaser. I do remember yes. it, it turns out. Which just adds to your whole argument from you know pre- previous Picard installments that we've covered, where they don't really have a th- three-season plan. They're just telling like three separate stories that they want to tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like, I, which is fine. They just shouldn't lie and say they have like this... You know, like the the rhetoric they were using that I remember from around season one, and maybe I'm exaggerating this, or maybe my memory is distorting it, but the rhetoric they were using made it be like, no, no, trust the plan. And it's like, no, there's clearly not, not really a plan. Like season two is wholly separate from season one in a lot of important senses. And I, you know, like it's fine if they wanted to do three seasons. They just, they should have just given up this, del- this delusion that they had some sort of like unified vision for the show. It's like season one, we want to do this whole plot about sense. Season two, we want to do some time travel. And Q. And Q. Season three, we want to do the reunion of the cast. Okay. We get yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So character of the week, Bob. My character is Adam Sung. Brent Spiner in Vehicular Homicide. What more could you ask for? Man, you pronounce homicide in the weirdest way. But yes, uh, Adam Sung was very entertaining this week. I enjoyed it. You know, in general, Matt, I try to not make this podcast uh, too male gazy. You know, I hope that whole riff we just did about, um, you know, you uh, penetrating my ears with your spirit tendrils would, you know, kind of queer the podcast a little, take us out of like the male gaze, like, you know, heteronormative thing. But uh, for my character of the week, I got to give it to Gerardi. Partially I'm doing that because I want to annoy you uh, (laughs) with her, uh, her musical number this week. But also, man, she looks good in that dress, dog. She looks real good in that dress. Yeah, that was my that was my comment in the last episode, Bob. I agree. It just took you two episodes to figure it out. It took me one. All right. So this is Mail. Blah, blah. <laughs> oh man. It's, oh, Matt Matt Spirit's tendril is back in my ear. He's so excited. Man, man, woman, pretty good. <laughs> uh, Color oh, red. So, I'm getting so much light and insight from Matt's yeah. uh, male spirit tendril in my ear. Yeah. <laughs> If uh, listeners are confused, don't worry. In like five weeks, uh, our Babylon 5 episode for this week will drop and all will be revealed. Yeah. Be sure to check that Um, out. 
<laughs> so this has been uh, Picard Season 2, Episode 6. Uh, we are uh, Babylon 5 versus DS9, although this week we are checking in on Picard. We are part of Uncanny Treks. I am Bob in Cascadia. The, the grunting uh, male voice on the other end is Matt in the Southland. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs>